Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine Signal podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have my friend and herbalist, Caitlin McCabe, on the podcast. Welcome, Caitlin. Thanks, Haley. Absolutely. Caitlin is phenomenal. She knows so much about plants, and herbalism is a topic that I really haven't heard a lot about as a young adult. I've kind of dipped my toes in the water, but most people my age don't really know how to use plants as medicine, which is really what herbalism is all about. But Caitlin, why don't you give a little introduction to yourself, why plants interest you, and then really what herbalism is and kind of demystify that for us. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, you know, as Haley said, I'm an herbalist and I'm the founder of The Sorcery. It's one of my goals to bring herbs to everybody's lives in a modern way. I think that there's a lot of, you know, kind of stigma and story around herbs being like witchy and just really crunchy. And they are those things, but it's also, there's a wonderful modern tie and they're very relevant as people are looking for alternative ways to support their health. Um, And people are busy and not everybody has kind of a whole room to devote to herbs. and, And that's not what you need to be able to use them. So that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is just bringing herbs to people that are busy and have modern lives and um, help them to understand that it's something that you can add without having to, um, you know, there's, there's kind of a modern twist to them these days and you can use them if you are busy and, um, you know, just are looking for a new way to support your health. Um, So also, you know, it's, it's a tool that can be used by anybody too. And I've gotten interested in herbs, over the years, I've been a clinical herbalist for about 10 years, which means that I see people in my office and I work on problems with them like autoimmune conditions and a lot of hormone balance, lots of of different things that people are kind of struggling and want to be able to do something to support their own health. And that's really a, a great way to use herbs, I think, is to, you know, sort of start to tackle some problems that maybe aren't doing that well with your primary care doctor, or, you know, you can use them in tandem with other things too. I have lots of clients that, you know, are on medications and seeing their doctor and they're using herbs to kind of supplement that and be able to take control of it. And that's, that's really where I started with herbs many, many years ago. I started taking classes when I lived in Colorado. I have studied with um, some of the Bush doctors in Belize. I've kind of traveled all over the place. I'll sit with any you know, very old school herbalist that will let me. And so I've learned a lot of kind of those ways of doing it. And also, you know, trying to bridge that gap to bring some of those practices into modern life. I love all of um, And you truly do have such an amazing background. So diverse. I know you've learned and you continue to learn. I know you still take classes and you dive deep on different herbs every year just to really understand the properties fully. So Caitlin's definitely an expert. And I'm just grateful that you also touched on the fact that herbs really like they can't hurt you. I know we've talked about that, but they are something that is just so helpful in modern life. And a lot of people are just, you know, kind of apprehensive or don't really know how to start using them. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, that's like one of the really important things to touch on too, is that, um, Herbalism is really a lifestyle of plant-based wellness. And so that covers a lot of different ways that you can take herbs. So, you know, there are things like the tinctures, which are the little bottles, and then there's teas, and then there's powders, and there's capsules, and there's all kinds of things. But herbalism is also food. 
And that's really one of the first and easiest ways to start incorporating herbs into your healthy lifestyle is just, you know, making that conscious effort to choose them at even a regular grocery store, which a lot of them, and I would argue most of them carry fresh herbs. So it's not something that has to be like a really expensive buy up front. It can just be starting to kind of pick things from your grocery store and and those work too. And they work just as well. So I love the idea of people being able to just start with food. It's, it's really like, it's a low barrier to entry. People get it. You start to get into tinctures and teas and all those are, are just a different way to take herbs. So they don't have to be scary. I think people kind of see the bottle and aren't sure what to do, but you can definitely start with, with food. And, and a lot of people kind of along those lines are using herbalism as their primary source of healthcare. So 80% of the world uses herbs as their primary source of healthcare. So it's not just like, you know, I think sometimes we can look at it as like this alternative, you know, corner of the world, you know, situation with herbs, but really most of the world is using them already. And we're kind of just coming around to this again. You know, we all have in our histories, grandparents and um, great grandparents who have used that as their primary source of healthcare. So it's really something that's kind of in everybody's background somewhere. I love that. And I think everything that you just said, it's really about making herbalism more approachable, which is what I know you and I are both hoping to achieve in this episode and just really introduce it in a super understandable, digestible way in this episode. And Caitlin and I really wanted to focus on two things that college girls struggle with a lot today, which are anxiety and stress, and then also immunity. Because again, I feel like a lot of my friends they're just like, okay, I'm sick. Like I'm going to go take an emergency or what can I go and get at CVS or Walgreens? Or like, I'll just take cold medicine or, and for anxiety, everyone's like, okay, well I'm feeling anxious. So I need to go like full-blown anxiety meds right away. And again, like none of those things are bad necessarily, but there's also a lot of remedies that can be really supportive and helpful that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, this is such a good time to talk about anxiety. I think this time of year, it can ramp up for a lot of people. People get busy. And, you know, when the seasons change, you start to like, I start to see a lot of people, people coming in with anxiety. So it's really like a gateway to herbs. I think a lot of people start with herbs here because it's one of those things that's a little bit difficult to handle with your doctor. You might go in and, you know, they really have a couple of tools to deal with anxiety. And that's, you know, an SSRI or, you know, another kind of like anti-anxiety medications. There's a lot of them out there, but that's, that's kind of really all there is. And, you know, and for a lot of people, they need those to write the ship, but a lot of people are kind of um, introduced to herbs this way. And so a lot of people come into my office with this. So I hear about it all the time. It's, you know, I'm struggling to sleep. I'm struggling with anxiety and my brain is running all day and stress just affects so many people um, and affects, you know, so many areas of your life. So that's really a way to kind of get into because there's so many great ones that you can work with stress. Um, The first thing that I would do when I'm working with somebody with stress is that I I start to try to pull apart what stress is and how it shows up in your life. So at the base of stress, there's, there can be fear, like nervousness, sadness, grief, and tension. And, you know, what we want to do is kind of pull those apart because again, with Western medicine, there's kind of like a wide paintbrush. They're like, okay, either you need an SSRI um, or you need an anti-anxiety medication. 
and they kind of look at it like anxiety and stress is kind of all the same. But with herbs, there's a lot of them that kind of go into different categories. So like fear, for example, like, you know, if that's where your stress is coming from, for college kids, fear might look like you're just really anxious about upcoming tests or you're, you're really anxious about things that are coming in the future. That's all categorized under kind of fear-based anxiety. Nervousness, sadness, a lot of people tend to have grief and sadness at the base of their anxiety and that's where it's coming from. And so if you can even just mentally start to break that down for yourself and see like, where is that coming from and just understand it a little better instead of just saying like, okay, I have anxiety. That's a huge bucket. Do you know what I mean? Like you got to kind of break it down a bit. Yeah, that's so Um, important. It's a great distinction too. And I think it's helpful even to just like mentally categorize that for yourself. So that way you can, I mean, do other practices like meditate and journal and really just get more grounded on what you're actually feeling because anxiety, like you said, it is such a big term and it can look so different for every single person. It really does. You have your own kind of personal stress life. And so, yeah, I think just, just kind of figuring out where that stuff comes from can be really helpful. The other thing that we, I want to look at when I am working with somebody with stress with herbs is what are the hidden forms of stress? Because there's the obvious stress, like lifetime stress, like, you know, your boyfriend broke up with you, or, you know, you have this class that's just crazy intense, or you have a roommate situation that's causing you a lot of anxiety. And all of that for sure is stress. That's also the hardest one to change. So when you tell somebody like, oh, you just have to relax more, you just have to, (laughs) you know, it can be hard for people to actually remove that source of stress if it's something that's in your life and you can't get rid of it. Like you can't get out of the class. It's the class. So, um, so that's oftentimes what people think of first when they think of stress, but it's also the one that's really difficult to change. So your body also perceives a lot of other forms of stress. So those look like physical stress. Um, if you're working out too hard, if you're standing on your feet all day, a, a lot of like bartenders and people who are working in the hospitality industry are on their feet a lot. That's stresses out more than just kind of your legs having to do work. It also is like a stress on your body. It's resources that your body has to send to kind of deal with the fact that you're on your feet all day. So not eating well is another actual stress on your body. Like your brain may not register that Doritos is stressful to your body, but it is stressful. (laughs) Your body reads it as a stress once it gets to your stomach. So if your blood sugar is kind of being jerked around all day because you're kind of doing you, maybe you're not eating till lunch and then you're having like a muffin and it's really sweet. So that type of, you know, process all day is going to jerk your blood sugar up and down and up and down. And that also is very stressful to your body. Toxins that you might have be exposed to, like if you're in New York city and you're getting, you know, pollution all day, that is very stressful to your body. Noise pollution. A lot of people who are moving into a dorm situation have to go from like their quiet house to a really loud dorm situation. That's all being perceived by your body as a stress. So those are things that you kind of want to look at too. And sometimes those are easier to eliminate than a roommate that's just like really argumentative. So you might be able to, you know, put in earplugs at night and just have it be quieter, or you can have a sound machine. Those are all ways that you can also kind of lower your, your stress level without even taking anything, but you know, you may not realize it's stress, but it really, it is. And then the next thing I usually look at, and this is all before we even start herbs, like we will talk about herbs, but before, <laughs> but these are kind of just the lead up 
And these are kind of things that are just like low hanging fruit that you might be able to just like tick off your list. Like, okay, I'm just going to wear an eye mask and I won't have light pollution and my body won't, you know, be stressed out by that. But the other thing that I want to look at is how people are artificially managing their energy flow throughout the day. So if you're waking up and you're having a three shot espresso, and then you're having, you know, you're kind of getting yourself revved up and you're managing your energy level that way. And then at night, you're having a couple of drinks to calm yourself back down. You're sort of artificially moving your energy throughout the day. And that's also very stressful on your body. So if you're in this cycle, um, you might look at ways to tone that down. Um, for example, you might use a more quality caffeine. So matcha, green tea, and black teas are all a higher quality caffeine than coffee. And you may not be able to ditch your coffee completely. And I, I get that. I'm a coffee drinker too. But, um, you know, maybe having like one cup of coffee and then having one cup of green tea gives you a more quality energy. And so you're not going to be using so many artificial kind of stimulants and depressants to kind of bring your energy level up and down. Yeah. All Are you a coffee drinker? So now? helpful. Yes. I do love my coffee. I don't drink it every day. <laughs> I have some friends that like will literally go through like four cups of coffee before 10 AM, but <laughs> on occasion I do like a little latte or something with some espresso. But I think all of that was so helpful because herbalism is really all about a holistic approach. And there's a lot of shifts that you can make <laughs> that are still really supportive. And I will say as a college student, my roommate and I, we do have a sound machine that everybody can tell when it's on, which is so funny because it's so loud and it's, <laughs> we love it. You can't hear anything. And so if you are having problems sleeping at college, like highly recommend investing in one of those. Oh yeah. I mean, and it, it really makes a huge difference in your sleep quality too, all those things. And yeah, it, it, you might just feel like, oh, I didn't sleep that well, but your body's like, oh my God, we're stressed out. There's something that's, you know, impeding our sleep. So yeah, it's not always the like stuff that you're aware of that's actually stressing you out. But um, yeah, I think that another big one is kind of artificially managing your your energy cycle because that's, that can be very stressful to your body to use that speed and then maybe you're using it again. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. It, and just trying to like switch it out can be helpful. You know, it's like, you don't have to give it up. But just try, you know, like green tea and matcha all have other really great qualities. That's herbal medicine too, you know, to use them, to use a tea, even if you're like, you know, I need it for the caffeine, but you're getting all of the other benefits that come from green tea and from matcha as well. And so like, that's a good step in. If you want, if you need kind of more, you know, quality energy, rhodiola is one of my favorite herbs as a, a pick-me-up. It's also bonus. It's also great for hormones. Rhodiola is very nice for, you know, people who have like a lot of PMS issues and, you know, maybe have like some acne and all that kind of stuff that come along with their hormones. So you, the, another really great benefit of using plants and plant-based health um, practices is that a lot of these herbs do, you know, double duty. They do a ton of different things. So you get other, these other like really great benefits. You might be after rhodiola just to get some, a little bit of an energy, but you're also going to maybe see a nice balance with your hormones too. Rhodiola is great for athletes. You know, if you're reaching for that energy drink, which stresses out your body, you might try like a daily rhodiola to kind of do that in another way, not through an energy drink. The difference between an energy drink and rhodiola though, it, although, it, you know, there's a lot of differences, but you have to take herbs over time. You can't just pop a rhodiola and then you're going to have energy in 10 minutes. That's not how that works with herbs. You have yeah. to, you have to kind of commit. 
if you're going to try rhodiola and you're an athlete or you need more energy in the morning, you're going to want to commit to that for like a month or two. And it may take you several weeks before you really see a great pick me up. In the meantime, you can use things like green tea and matcha. Those are more immediate. So you can kind of like stack them a little bit until you're ready to go off of, you know, the daily caffeine like that and just use rhodiola as your energy source. So that's another great thing about herbs is you can mix a lot of them together and they do pretty well. That's not the case for pharmaceuticals. So it's, you know, you have a little bit more freedom to play with that with herbs, I would say. I love that. That's so interesting. And then also for rhodiola, since I'm definitely dealing with some hormonal acne right now, and I know people listening in have some hormonal <laughs> balances or PMS, like you were mentioning, do you recommend taking that like right before your cycle starts or like all month? So rhodiola, I would do every, that's one that I would just set and, and go with that and see how it goes. But you don't have to really, there are some herbs that you want to change and start and stop depending on where you're at in your cycle. And that's like a whole nother podcast, but, but rhodial is one that you can just take and do the other one that I would recommend for that. And it's also great for energy is maca, not matcha, but maca, it's M-A-C-A. You can stack rhodiola with maca and get a lot of benefit energy wise, and also kind of work on hormones. Maca is great for, I used to give it to all my, I have two kids, but I used to give it to all my babysitters that would get migraines with their with their cycles so maca is a really nice like gentle it's great for women in their 20s it's not like big guns help for hormones it's kind of like really nice and gentle and you also kind of get that energy boost so I love it for for women your age I love maca too yes I will put that in like if I do overnight oats at school like I'll do that for breakfast or I'll throw it in even something that I'm baking like maca and brownies so good but love it has a good taste too yeah, it does. It's a little bit earthy and it's not, there's really yucky herbs out there for sure, but that's not one of them. You can, you can get, and that's, that's worth saying actually, because maca, you, some of these you can get as powders, which is nice because yes. then you can add them to coffee if you want to. You can add them to exactly what, like brownie, anything. You can add them to sauces. You can add them to kind of whatever it is that you're, that you're taking. So um, that's a really nice one that you can get as a, um, a form of, of, of powder. And you can also take these things in capsules too. So a lot of people will ask me, you know, what's, what's the way that I should be taking herbs. And I always tell them that whatever way you'll do it is the way that you should take it. So if you're going to like, you're a hardcore coffee drinker, you're definitely going to be doing coffee in the morning, then that's where I would add my herbs. Like you can add maca powder, you can add your collagen, you can add your stuff all to your coffee and you're done. If you're not that person and you just need to like take a capsule because you're on the go, then take a capsule. It really is just what works best for your lifestyle because it doesn't work if you don't take it. So it's, you know, a lot of people get kind of like, I want the tincture. I, I do love tincture as a format. Probably like my personal favorite way to take it as a tincture because it's just, it's liquid. You take it and you're done. But like some people don't want to drag bottles around and they're just not going to take it. So if, if capsule is the best way for you, then do it that way. I think the thing that really makes the difference about that is the quality that you're buying. I would always look for organic. I try to look for the smaller companies if I can. You know, there's, you guys are also good now at figuring out like quality. I think it's older generations have a harder time <laughs> discerning between kind of like these junky companies and what's really good. But I think, you know, always organic, 
look for smaller companies, look for people who look reputable or maybe have the farm there. Those are the things that really make a big difference. I'm not a big fan of getting like capsule herbs from a Walmart shelf. And the reason for that is you just don't know how long, like that might've been in a, a warehouse for two years before it got to that shelf. And then maybe it's been on that shelf for a year. So it's hard to tell the potency. Smaller companies tend to go through their product faster. So they sit on a shelf less. I mean, the greatest good is really, you know, like somebody local who makes it, you're not always going to have access to that, but looking for smaller companies that aren't potentially having stuff sit for a long time. That's really the difference. Yeah. And then I know that'll tie into a question about where you can buy herbs. I mean, I know you said the grocery store has a lot of them. And then Caitlin and I, we made a little kit that we'll talk about in a little bit if you're looking for something that's really potent and high quality and handmade by Caitlin in super small batches. That's a great option with a lot of the ingredients for immunity and anxiety that we'll be talking about. But otherwise, obviously you said like try to avoid your Walmart and your big box retailers, but even Amazon, I know there's a lot of fraud on there with certain supplements and herbs. So like where do you have any recommendations or personal favorites? Yeah. So I think, you know, even a Walmart, you can do herbs there. I would look in the, so they, a lot of them have like the grocery store attached. So any place that has fresh produce, you're going to be able to find things that you can use. Um, It's fresh, not like in a bottle is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the, like the herb section that have the little plastic boxes that have the fresh herb in them. You can absolutely use those. Um, almost every grocery store will have that. So organic is what you're going to be looking for. Um, And a lot of grocery stores, I think, do have, do carry now um, organic herbs that are in those little boxes. If you can't, then you can't. You know, there's certainly people that are quite rural that have a hard time accessing that. But um, the fresh is usually the way to go. And I, I should add that you can make tea with fresh herbs. A lot of people don't know that, but you can just buy that fresh herb from the grocery store you can take you know a stock of it and like rosemary for example I love fresh rosemary tea it's wonderful for your cognitive function it works great for the brain it's great for immunity it's just a a wonderful all-around herb and it's an easy one to get from grocery stores in fact it's getting up on the holidays right now and so a lot of grocery stores are carrying like those little Christmas trees that are made out of rosemary I buy the heck out of those when I see them, because you can just replant them and then you can use the fresh rosemary. So all you need to do to make a fresh uh, herb tea is just take a a stock of it, a pretty good size, and then pour your almost boiling water over it and let it steep just like you would with dried tea. Um, You can absolutely use fresh herbs that way. Um, And and I would recommend it. So that's a great place to get them. You can go online. I like Herb Farm. That's one of my favorite brands. I don't get any money from them, although I should at this point, but it's H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M. I love that company. They have a really nice quality. Um, they have not yet sold to any like type of huge conglomerate or anything, so I like to see that. And they've just had a really great story. I've always had really great luck with their products, and they sell online as well. So um, they have a huge, huge selection. So I, I use them quite a bit. Um, and they'll ship anywhere. So those are two good places to look, but farmer's markets are always great places to look. Um, you know, your, your natural health food stores usually will have that kind of stuff if you have access to anything like that. So that's a, those are all great, great spots to look. Any place that has fresh and organic is, is going to have something for you. That's amazing. So the next area I want to talk about for, for stress and herbs are adaptogens. 
Yes. And those are getting a really kind of like a lot of press right now. They're, they're popular and people, a lot of people have heard of them. You've probably heard of like ashwagandha, cordyceps is in that group, holy basil's in there, licorice. So these are all the, the herbs that work on, they help to regulate your adrenals and they help to regulate your hormone levels. Adaptogens kind of, they will work where you need them to work, which is kind of an odd concept if you're not used to looking at herbal medicine. If you're kind of used to more of a Western medicine approach, what Western medicine will do is all of their pharmaceutical drugs, they are very specific in what they will support and what they help. So looking at an herb and saying, oh, it just helps wherever you need it, is kind of a tough you know, shift in mindset. But there are a lot of herbs that will do that. They kind of help to support the area that needs them. And so there are certain ones that kind of work in your adrenal area and hormone levels. Overproducing cortisol and overproducing adrenaline is how you can become very dysregulated to what's actually stressful. So the way that you kind of get your cortisol and adrenaline out of whack is constantly having high levels of stress, constantly hitting your body with things like caffeine and alcohol to go the other way. And then you know, you know, doing that all the time is going to get your cortisol and adrenaline levels out of whack. And then when you have a test or something that shouldn't be hugely stressful, it feels hugely stressful because your system is constantly kind of on this really big seesaw. So when you use an herbal adaptogen, that's what it's going to help, you know, help you do. So when you look at things like ashwagandha and cordyceps, holy basil, licorice, I absolutely love this season and rishi, I really love this season. Um, especially people who have issues with sleeping, Rishi has been awesome. They aren't a specific action, but they help kind of your total stress response. So those are kind of things that, you know, help you over time to like deal with stress better because you're not on the seesaw of cortisol adrenaline all day long. Um, those are the ones that I, I usually like you go on them and you can just stay on them. Especially if you're curious about the mushrooms, you're seeing like a lot of herbal coffees out there these days. There's a lot of companies that are specific for mushrooms, they're wonderful as adaptogens. They're wonderful for people with it, like kind of an over, overactive stress response. Cordyceps specifically and Rishi are two that I would absolutely recommend. So if you're curious about the mushroom coffees and things like that, and you see one that has cordyceps and Rishi, those are the two that I would start with if you are kind of like a, a stress ball. Awesome. The, um, so the next stuff that I usually look at with people is the nervines. So nervines are acute support for stress and anxiety. So these are the ones that are specifically targeted for your immune, for your nervous system. They can calm down your nervous system quickly, and they're going to rebuild your nervous system and kind of get you supported to the place where you can deal with stress a little bit easier and better. But this is where we want to look for like for your nuanced stress. So if you need to calm down right now, lemon balm is one of my favorite herbs for that. And I know that is in our kit too. Lemon balm grows all over. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a beautiful herb. It's actually one of my favorite herbs. I actually, it's funny that we work with this together, Haley, because I always think of it as like just sunshine in a cup. Like it's just like a little ray of sunshine. It's a, it's a, it's just such a sweet little herb and it's gentle enough. Like kids can take it. Your grandparents can take it. Anybody can use it, but that does not mean that it's not powerful. It is a very effective way to manage stress and it tastes really good too. So it's like just a all around, like really wonderful herb. It has, it, it will give you like a gentle mood boost. It's also an antiviral. So I love it all winter. 
right through cold season, people living in dorms, people getting together with other people all the time. Lemon balm is a, is a really, really nice one. So like a cup of that every day can really help like lower your kind of stress response and it will do it fairly quickly. So when you're looking at adaptogens, ashwagandha and cordyceps, you might see results from those over months. You will start to see things with lemon balm over a week. So that's like kind of a faster, like, you know, somebody who might want to be looking at, at an alternative to an SSRI or somebody who needs more acute stress care, that's one that I would reach for. I also love California Poppy for that same exact thing that's also in um, our kit. Rose is lovely if your anxiety comes with grief. So it's just such a great herb. And the way that I usually tell people to look at rose is, if you find yourself drawn to the scent of rose, because every once in a while, I just like, I get into rose. I, I don't always like the smell of it, but every once in a while, I sort of like, just want to wear it and want to smell that a lot. And I think it's, you know, kind of, I find that I'm in more of a grief period during that time. And so rose really works well with stress that's based in grief. Maybe you're stressed out at the, like family can be very stressful <laughs> around yeah. the holidays and that can come with grief if there's trauma there or there's other things there. So rose might be something you want to explore and work with if that's where your anxiety is coming from. I also like oats, all parts of the herb of oats you can use. So I'm not necessarily talking about like oatmeal first, because <laughs> that's really just like a, a very, can be a very highly processed product, but there is like a tea that's oat straw. Oat straw goes great with anything that you want to do with a latte. So I do like a rose oat straw latte. So you just, and actually we can, I have the recipe. We can, we can post that, but the, the rose oat straw latte is so great together because oats are very, very nourishing. So those are people who are like fried out. They're just burnt. Like those are the words that they're using when they're telling you about their stress. So oats are great for those people. It's like for people who just need like a, a big hug and, they just feel like overdone. You know what I mean? And so adding that with rose can just be such like a wonderful nourishment for your your nervous system when you're kind of down and stressed out. You can have that kind of thing every day. So again, you can see where you can sort of stack these together. Yeah, my brain immediately went to like finals week and like oat straw for that burnout right after you have to go back to school after Thanksgiving break. And it's like the two weeks of just stress and work. Like that's definitely something to incorporate. And we can definitely post that recipe. Oh, and it smells so good too. Like it's just, it's just such a nice one. Um, Or even like if you're homesick, if your anxiety is there, you know, if your stress is there, that's rose and oat straw are, are highly, I would recommend that. Lemon balm is also good with that too. So those three are just like great to use together and they're great for kind of that stress that has its base and maybe like a little bit of sadness. The other nice thing about oats is that it contains B vitamins. B vitamins are hugely related to your mood. So it's another area that I look and there are a lot of plants that have good B vitamins in them, but a good B vitamin is also something that you probably want to look at if you have anxiety that borders on more of like anger, you know, that kind of stuff, B vitamins are something you want to make sure that you're getting enough of, of that. People who are having stress to the point where they can't fall asleep. I like passion flower for that. It's lightly sedative. It's good for people who like go to bed and your brain won't shut off when you're just kind of looping and looping and looping and looping. Passion flower can be really, really nice. You want to take that at night. So like 
if you're doing the energy, if you're wanting to switch out kind of the caffeine alcohol seesaw, you'd want to do rhodiola in the morning and then passion flower at night. Um, there's a lot of products that have passion flower in it because it tastes really good. So it's very easy to find tea that's got passion flower in it. Um, a lot of people might have heard of some of like the heavy hitters when it comes to going to sleep. So they might have heard of valerian or kava. Those are great if you really have a lot of trouble with sleep, but I usually start with passion flower because it's just like a light, it's gentle, it's easy to use, and you're not going to get like, you know, knocked over the head and go to sleep. So passion flower is a really nice one to start with, especially if it's kind of your mind that's keeping you up. Also, don't count out magnesium. Magnesium is another, it's not, you know, a plant medicine per se, but it is also hugely related to your mood. So, you know, to adding something like a calm drink, I think, you know, those are pretty easily accessible, but magnesium is just something that you want to make sure that you're topped up on. I think a lot of kids, you know, when they go to school and they move away from home, their diets can become deficient with certain minerals and magnesium is just a big one. I would, I have to mention it when it comes to stress and anxiety, even though like it's not a plant, but it is certainly something you want to make sure that you're either taking or getting if you have anxiety and stress. So helpful. Yeah. I take magnesium every single day, especially when I'm at college, I do have to stock up on some more of the supplements and things that I'm not getting from the dining hall food. And I did want to ask you about passion flower. Is that still good for someone who has like very spinning thoughts, anxiety? Because I hear a lot of my friends and I can definitely relate to this too. Yeah. So with sleep, there's a lot that you can use. Um, Passion flowers is one that I really like. Chamomile is another really nice, gentle one that I like they may not be strong enough. So then I would start getting into the kavas. I would, you know, maybe look at a little bit of, of lavender. That can be really great. Valerian's a pretty heavy hitter for sleeping. I like bacopa. So it's spelled B-A-C-O-P-A. That's a really nice plant for people that do kind of the spinning and looping at night. If the passion flower doesn't do it, I often will use bacopa when I'm working with people who have either undiagnosed ADD or maybe even diagnosed ADD. It just helps specifically with that thing, it, with the, the spinning thoughts and like not being able to shut your brain off. Bacopa is a really nice one. I would probably recommend working with an herbalist when you're going to tackle something that, sure. you know, maybe diagnosed or, you know what I mean? Like, or you're looking to like add it with a medication, but Bacopa is still usable. It tastes terrible. So that's going to be one that you either want to capsule or want to do yeah. as a t- yeah, it's, it's really bad, but it works very well. Motherwort is another one. Motherwort is a, you can get that as a tincture. That's how I'd recommend taking that too, because it is very, very bitter. But motherwort is like nature's Xanax, basically. Um, I wonder if I can say that. I guess I can. It's, it's like, it works very quickly. I work with folks that get uh, panic attacks and are kind of looking for a more natural way to manage something like a very acute stress problem, motherwort works great for that. So that's a plant that really, it's funny because I, I, it grows wild in Wisconsin where I live. And so I take foraging walks with people all the time and I show them these different things. And the way that the plant looks, motherwort looks like a hand. And so I always say like that one is it that's and that's how the plant feels too like it feels like you know just like the warmth and comfort of your mom you know what I mean when you're when you're having like an anxiety attack or like a really bad panic attack 
so it's it's almost an immediate it's a very quickly acting herb and so that's one you can use if you've got again like a really strong acute one but it is incredibly better sometimes the ones that work very quickly and and very strongly tend to be one that ones that are a little bit terrible tasting so bacopa and motherwort are both in that category but they both work great for people who have like more of a more of an extreme stress response going on or one that's like really chronic or you know impeding their their day yeah that's so helpful and i know a lot of people that struggle with anxiety and panic attacks even at school but they don't always want to take that anxiety medication or something that's so strong to combat it um, or they're looking for just mm-hmm. support with that. So those are two amazing alternatives um, that I'm super excited that people now know about. <laughs> yeah, those are those are nice ones, and you can carry them around with you. And um, you know, they're they're just uh, they're just really wonderful herbs to work with. And you know, that's the beauty of of working with plants too. Is you'll have to find your you know personal blend. It's it's the tough part, but it's also the great part because you 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 know, maybe you don't respond to lemon balm. There's, you know, 20 more that you can try that do wonderful things with stress and anxiety. And so, you know, and don't have all the side effects of maybe a pharmaceutical. So that's the nice thing about, you know, the plants is that there's always other ones that you can connect with and and work with. I love that so much. I think we have a great lineup of different herbs for people to try based on their specific needs, but I want you to share a little bit about the products that you helped me develop, which are amazing. I've been using them all semester at college and I swear the elderberry actually <laughs> helped me, prevented me from getting sick. And when I did end up getting sick with a nasty cold that helped me get over it and just keep my immune system super strong, especially at the end of the year when there was a bug going around. And I swear I was like one of the only people that didn't get it. So <laughs> a good testimony <laughs> to the power of elderberry right there. But yeah, why don't you share a little bit about some of the products? I know we have a tincture, we have the elderberry infusion and then the herbal tea. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, these are, you know, this kit that you put together is just so cool, Haley, because it's, it's perfect. I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time kind of figuring out exactly what should be in there and who we're looking at and what types of stress, you know, people that are kind of in your spot right now or women your age would, would need. And so elderberry is just one of my favorite things. It comes, all the elderberries come from my property. I really started to get into elderberry probably 10 years ago and I was kind of buying my elderberries. And then I started to get more and more kind of crazy about about how things were grown and if they were sprayed. And so now I am at the point where I have tons of elderberry on my property and I love them and I take care of them and there's nothing ever sprayed on them. And so I think that there really is something to getting a product where the person who has grown it has a lot of contact with it and is is taking care of it and has, you know, a relationship with that plant. So I would say hundred percent with the elderberries. I do. Um, I, you know, make and process that all myself, the honey that's in the elderberry comes from one of my very good close friends who is a beekeeper. She feels the same way about her bees that I do about my plants. So it was like a, a, a really beautiful friendship. And so I use all of her honey for my elderberry her bees are all like in the middle of organic land. So it's very difficult to ever say that honey is organic because they just fly where they want to, but this is about as close, you know, as you could get, cause it's, it's, they're very surrounded with organic land. And so the nice thing about elderberry is it contains a chemical that is 
identical actually to some of the chemicals that are in Tamiflu. So what it does is elderberry actually prevents the virus from getting into your cells and replicating. And so if you're taking elderberry regularly, then it will stop that process in viruses. And that's exactly what Tamiflu does. And so when you get, you know, you might have gone to like, you know, an urgent care where you're going to get a, where you're going to get a Tamiflu and they'll tell you, oh, you didn't catch it soon enough. And that's the reason because the chemical in Tamiflu is stopping the virus from getting into the cells. After a few days, the virus is already in the cell and it doesn't work quite as well. So the nice thing about elderberry is that it not only has that chemical that stops the virus from getting into your cells and replicating, but it also has other chemicals in it that, you know, help you even if you did not catch it in time. So it still is working as a vitamin C boost. It's still working as an antiviral. It's still doing all of these things, as well as if you do happen to take it and catch it really early, it's going to knock it out very, very quickly, like exactly how Tamiflu works. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, nature has, has that already for you and, you know, it has, it has that kind of Tamiflu action. And so I love elderberry for that reason. It's one of my favorite things to, to take throughout, especially the winter months. It's really, and it's just really yummy. You've tasted it, haven't you, Haley? Yes. Oh, I have gone through like at least two bottles of it at college already. I keep it in my mini fridge, but it tastes phenomenal. And like Caitlin said, like the quality is unmatched. You really can't get this quality elderberry anywhere else. A lot of people won't do it organic. You know, they're outsourcing it. You don't know how long it's sat. And this is all fresh, small batch, handmade, like literally grown on your property. So it's been, you know, literally cared and loved for by you, but for many, many months, but the elderberry is amazing. And then I also used the tincture a lot at school, which is amazing. We called it the warrior to warrior tincture. And that has the organic lemon balm, the ashwagandha, the California poppy, um, passion flower. So all the things that we were talking about. And why don't you just share a little bit about like what you were telling me for what situations that might be helpful for in. Yeah. So the, t- yeah, I mean, the, that blend is really a good one. It's, it's kind of all the things we talked about. Um, but you know, you want to take that one daily, I would continue to take it over time. So that's not one that I would use like as needed. I would, you know, kind of get the tincture, commit to taking it for a month, maybe take a dropper full in the morning or take a dropper full in the afternoon. That one, like the timing of that is kind of up to you. Maybe I would skew towards the afternoon because of the passion flower, but it's really going to be for those people who kind of stress about school or who have like, you know, like a light anxiety thing that goes on day after day. So this is not for panic attacks. This is not for, you know, crazy grief or, you know, anything life event that has gone off the charts. This is for kind of just baseline, like, you know, one day it's your roommate and the next day it's, you know, there's a test and the next day it's kind of just like great for just like that daily stress. That's not taking you to a level 10 of stressed out, but like maybe you're just sitting at like a six, seven all day long, every day. It's great for, for that. And they're also really like gentle, happy herbs. And, you know, when you start to work with plants, you, you kind of get to know them. They all have their own like little personality. They all have their own way that they show up in the world. And so all of the ones that we've chosen for the tincture, those are all like the little sunshine herbs. They really are like lemon balm is just like, they're happy. They're, they're going to just like lift you up. And so that's 
what the tank, the purpose of that tincture was. It was kind of like people who just need like that lift every day. And so that's what we've put in there. Totally. Yeah. And I've used that several times at school too, just during stressful months, because again, college, I feel like this is the perfect environment for this tincture where there's always something it's like kind of just that underlying constant anxiety. Maybe the source switches from day to day, but that's been very helpful um, with my personal experience. And then we also made the shady to shiny herbal tea, which had the organic lemon balm, the chamomile, oat straw and rose. So kind of like that latte that you were telling us about earlier, but that tea is amazing. I'm actually addicted to it. It's so yummy. It's so soothing. Like I'll just make a cup of it before I go to sleep at night. And it totally, like it calms the nervous system down. Like I feel it. Oh yeah. I love that tea. It, it's like a, it's like a hug, isn't it? It's just, it's it so nice. I, I always think of, <laughs> I always think of oat straw and, and rose and those as like, just like you're cozy. It's like a cup with cozy in it. And even if you're in a warm location or whatever, I, you still know what I mean when it's like, you just want to kind of curl up and, and just like feel good. And, and those herbs will really do that. And it's, I, I think it's a, it's a nice way to switch from maybe an alcohol especially like, you know, that Sunday night, you know, you might just want to have a cup of tea and do that instead of an alcohol and really like not have side effects. You're not jerking your, your, you know, adrenaline levels anywhere with that. And so it just, you know, that's more of like the warm hug that you need. And so, yeah, if you're looking at the tincture as like a sunshine, bring you up, you know, that sort of kind of mechanism, the tea is more of like hug and nourishment and comfort and all of that. And the nice thing is that Ostra also has the B vitamins in it. So there's, it's not just a cup of tea for anxiety. It also is like a multivitamin in a cup. There's, there's a lot of other components that we didn't even talk about with all of these herbs so that it's, you're not just kind of doing that one thing. You're also, you know, topping up your minerals, topping up your vitamins and all these other things. And all of those things together are what help your stress response be more healthy and improve over time. So it's not just like, you know, like I said, it's a mind shift from the way that some pharmaceutical medicine work where they really just like, they do this one thing. Herbs don't. So you can expect it. And I'll have people all the time that start taking an herb for one thing. And then they come back and they say, well, it actually, it, it like helped this other thing. And Rishi is the most recent example that I can think of. Cause I started doing Rishi a lot in the last six months and people came back overwhelmingly with, yeah, it helped my immune response. It helped kind of all the things that we were working, the anxiety and stuff. My sleep has improved dramatically. So you never know, like, you know, it really, they, they do double duty. And so you might be taking the, the sunshine herb or the sunshine tincture that you have in your kit. And you might be doing that for your daily stress, but then you might also be like, oh, my skin's looking better. And there's other things that are improving. And like, that's really the beauty of the, of the plant medicine world is that you know, they're going to support your system to do what it needs to do better. And, um, and, you know, that's why I love it so much. So I think like the kit is really just like a, a nice, well-rounded, you know, way to improve your stress response overall. Oh, it totally is. Yes. And we've gotten such great support so far. I only have a couple left and they are very small batch limited edition. So if you want to snag one for the holiday season, definitely do that. I'll put the link in the show notes, but just amazing results in my personal life and amazing feedback from everyone who's gotten them and has tried the products already. Everyone 
loves everything, especially the elderberry. That's always such a good hit because I could seriously drink that whole bottle at once. It's so good, um, especially with that <laughs> organic raw local honey in there. But that was such a fun project. And I'm so grateful we got to work on that together, Caitlin. Oh, me too. Yeah. And they turned out so, they're so cute. I love that. All of the, the cuteness that is the packaging is all Haley. <laughs> I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any skills in that arena. I have, I, I know the plant stuff, but I cannot make things look cute. And you really, <laughs> it looks beautiful. Thank you so much. And yes, of course it does come in a pink box and with super cute bottles. Some of them are pink with cute labels. So again, a perfect gift. Great time of year for all these things too, with the immunity and anxiety focus of this batch, like you said, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Caitlin. I truly appreciate everything you've done from helping me make this amazing emotional herbal support trio to just sharing your wisdom so just thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Oh, thanks for having me, Haley. This was so much fun and I love talking to you and I'm really just hoping that this was helpful for everybody. Oh my gosh. No, I know it absolutely will be. And if people have questions or if they want to work with you, they're like, yes, Caitlin, like I have some issues with my health that I'm currently struggling with. I would love to work with you one-on-one. Like where can people find you and all of your resources? So I have Curious Herbs is my site. I'm in the process of changing that over, but you can certainly contact me through CuriousHerbs.com. I'm mostly on Instagram. I post a lot of like herbal tips and where to get stuff and things I'm trying and things that you can try when you're sick. I post a lot there. So that's the easiest place. And I respond to a lot of the messages myself. So you can talk to me fairly easily there. And that's at, it's at um, Caitlin, the Caitlin MC. So you can find me there. I also have Facebook. I'm a lot slower to respond over there. You can find me in various places online and Instagram being probably the fastest. Sounds perfect. And I'll link all of Caitlin's contact information in the show notes along with your kit. So you can buy a fun kit for the holidays, go work with Caitlin and make 2024 just your best feeling year yet because we want you to always feel your best in your mind, body, and soul. So thank you again for being here today, Caitlin. It was a blast. Thanks, Haley.